Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio you know, like the dreams, like when we were growing up, like watching TV and movies, where like a young a young lad would like see his movie hero or his real life hero in yeah. his dreams, and they yeah. would give him the greatest advice. Yeah, never once have I had one of those. I've never had those. I've had ones where like just a a, a random creeper will show up and be like, "Show me what your dick looks like, boy, little boy." <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it hangs a little to the left. Do you think that's normal? Your dick's weird, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> like, not even the hobos in my dreams. Got any see friends? My dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring your better looking little boys next time. <laughs> uh, no, I've never had good dreams. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is our What Are You Watching episode. This is where me and Jay discuss the things that we watch, do some brief reviews for them, and kind of go over whether you guys should be watching them as well. So this time around, I got around to watching a movie that like, I was kind of proud of myself for watching, Jay, because... It is a Sam Mendes movie, and you're you're a fan of Sam Mendes, I right? Am. Yeah. So Sam Mendes has directed like things like 1917, which we we both really enjoyed. Sure. Uh, Spectre, uh, Skyfall, Revolutionary Road, Jarhead, Road to Perdition, and American Beauty. But I watched a much smaller movie with John Krasinski. Uh, I know it. Uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. So, yeah, I saw so, this a long time ago on a date. I watched a movie called Away We Go, mm-hmm. and uh, it deals with a couple that is going through a pregnancy and kind of like planning the rest of their life. So that is something w- that hits home for me. Uh, yeah, I, I might want so, to revisit that movie. So, so we we will be. I will talk about that a little bit, and then I I uh, wrapped up with Invincible, the season finale for this sure, year. Sure. Uh, that's now been picked up for season two and three guaranteed mm-hmm. robert kirkman the writer has has said like oh we can do five seasons shit we could do seven seasons we could do ten if you All want right, he needs to settle down <laughs> but it's at least been renewed for seasons two and three they're moving the story along at a pretty quick beat so something tells me like if they go if they go up to season ten it's gonna be like the walking dead it's where exhausting he's, where he's like I, you can't do that he's just playing jazz with the story at that point just just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> but at the same time the show's kind of set up where you can do that yeah so uh, it is very much is uh and then i watched a movie which you told me to watch about so i'll save my thoughts for that when you talk about it black bear i'll have a review for a new movie which just came out on netflix called stow away and uh we'll have some thoughts on that some 
some heavy thoughts, uh, some some controversial thoughts, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then my the final thing we will discuss this week is I watched on May the fourth, which of course my holiday, greatest holiday. It's where we celebrate Star Wars. Uh, Disney Plus released the Clone Wars: The Bad Batch. And uh, I have a review for The Bad Batch. It'll be spoiler-free and then some spoilers on the back end. Jay, what did you get down to watching? I uh, caught up with our friend that you previously have watched and I think you reviewed uh, positively. And that stars Jason Siegel, Casey Affleck, and Dakota Johnson. Uh, Without Remorse, the big Amazon release starring Michael B. Jordan. You tried to get me to watch it, and I told you, I yeah. ever since day one of those trailers, I was like, this looks like garbage. And we'll find out whether I was right, whether it was garbage or not. And then finally, uh, Black Bear. Yeah, a little, a little indie ditty. All right, man. So let's get into What Are You Watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Always watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, so, Jay, we talked about the Sam Mendes-directed film, Away We Go. Much smaller than the other films that he's done. And, like, maybe not, probably on par with, like, production level of American Beauty. But, obviously, right. not the same level of detail paid paid to it as as a director you know what i mean like it wasn't as gorgeous well, as american beauty was but he doesn't have like the that. budget for it either you know or the right. time schedule probably i and i, I also and again, don't I think, think the story was... allowed for for some you know for fantasies of, a, of an aging middle-aged man watching his his high school daughter's teenage friend take off her top and rose petals flowing out of her chest it's like there it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't time for that in this but movie. i think it also kind of marries up with the story and the couple itself it's a little little sloppy it's a little rustic a little, little down rustic, to earth little edgy down earth you know it's not it's not meant to be perfect or pretty you know allison janney always a fucking, fucking phenom in dude, this movie i love that woman she plays the most she's single un- by the way i would fucking date you her would date a, her yeah in a hot second she is she plays the world's most annoying mother on twitter like when she's when she's like they, they have this part where they go to a dog track in arizona yeah. so i mean the premise of the movie is i i, I before i even get into alice and janney's role the premise of the movie is john krasinski is dating uh, Maya Rudolph. They live together. They've been dating for some time, long past the age where they probably should have been married, even though he keeps asking, she keeps saying no. They are in the process of having a child, uh, and they find out that their support system, who's John Krasinski's parents, are moving away. Uh, so they decide that they're going to find where they fit in best and have a support system. So they're going to go visit Maya Rudolph's old boss, who now lives out in Arizona. It's a close friend of hers. Uh, they're also going to check out a few other places. My Rudolph's sister lives out out west too, so yep. they go they go there to to check out her. Trip. Yep, and then they go up to Vancouver to check out some friends who have a very depressing marriage story. Mm. Even though it, they're they're great together, it, just their marriage has has had some pitfalls. Uh, and then they finally wind up in Florida, where John Krasinski's brother is, and that's the that's the idea. Is they're looking for where to settle down so that they have a support system around them when they have this child. Sure. And it's I, and so I, necessary. And I get that. But yeah. for most of us, we, we, we move five, ten miles from where we grew up. So the support system is pretty much already built in. But for other people, not so much. Uh, so... Yeah, I, mean, I get I get the story. It, it's, you know, it's compelling in a way. It's true. I mean, I think I think I guess you could say most don't, but a good chunk do. Yeah, 
You know, and it, it is pretty normal for for you to move away from home for various reasons. John you know? Krasinski in this movie is fucking adorable. There's there still is a this was this was made uh, I believe in like 2011. So he's Ooh, 2009 yeah, even before that. I was going to say yeah, this so, is a while ago. So this is made in 2009. So he's still very much in the Jim Halpert from sure. The Office. So like he's he's playing very much a, a very endearing type, lovable. I don't know how you put it, scamp type character. You know what I yeah. mean? And th- and that's who he is. And he does that well. I mean, yeah. he's broken in that broken from that mold now, but he does that well. Maya Rudolph, however, actually, I think delivers a great performance in this in this movie. She she's really still does. she's still funny, but there's that vulnerability about her and stuff like that with her being pregnant. That is that I kind of surprised seeing her do so well, um, given that she was still on SNL yeah. at this time. I think you know. And you, you you see this a lot. Sometimes you forget it. Sometimes a lot of comedic actors are phenomenal or potentially yeah. phenomenal dramatic actors. Yeah, you know, given the right choice of roles. I or, would like or to see material. Maya Rudolph do more like this. Less things like Grown Ups, more things like this. <laughs> yeah, I think her case is um, it's a little tricky. Yeah, I, I I I don't I don't think it's going to happen from time to time anytime soon. Maybe down the road. Perhaps when she's when she's when she's, she's playing the middle aged grandmother so role, <laughs> I you know yeah crazy aunt whatever I don't know so I mean she's really she's a talent she's a real talent and I do like her a lot but, I like her more than Amy Poehler I like her better than Tina Fey like she's oh yeah. one of my favorite but uh, speaking, SNL girls speaking of crazy play. aunt they when they go to Arizona and Allison Janney now we're getting back to this <laughs> yeah. She is like talking to her about like how her boobs used to be fantastic sure. and stuff, and she talks about how her kids drain them. She's like, and they're they're in a crowd of people, and she's just like, look at her, look at how my daughter dresses like a butch, and then she's and then she's just like, <laughs> she's got junk in her trunk. Oh Ah, looks like a duffel bag full of bricks. I don't know if dykes go for that or not, do they? Bert, you worked with a lesbian, didn't you? Oh, uh, yes, yes, I did. And she's like screaming it out. And I was like, what an embarrassing fucking mom. And her kids are ignoring her. And she's like, they do this. They just they, they just ignore me. I was like, well, no shit. I would fucking ignore you too. Like she was the most annoying person. And then she like yells to her husband who's standing with John Krasinski, who's all the way across the other side of the crowd. And she's like, honey, didn't I used to have fantastic tits? These ruined them for us. And like pointing to the kids like so loud, so obnoxious. Yeah, I, I think but she it does was cross brilliant. the line a little bit brilliant. in reality. I mean, they're obviously there's so many parents like that that don't have filters and just like be obnoxious and, and her, all that. her husband's played by jim gaffigan um yeah so but a very bitter james regardless jim she pulls it off yeah. she always does it's fun it's just so funny honestly this movie uh you know given that it's uh, 12 years old now um it's it's a recommend though because it's it's one of the few yeah. movies that's on peacock for free but and i recommend it i for enjoyed a it. great little sleeper watch it's it's you know it's under the radar <laughs> But I, th- I definitely recommend putting it in your queue. It's a must-watch yeah. at some point. It's funny, but there is a very touching like 
moments throughout the movie as well. Sure. Um, one of my well, favorite it's grounded. It's a very grounded movie. You know, sense of reality. One of my favorite and, gags and is she likes to listen to her, to the baby's heartbeat in her stomach with a stethoscope that she has, and she's like, his his heart rate is always like at a rest. He's always calm, and she's like, I don't want my baby to always be calm. I don't want him to be unprepared for for like excitement in his life. Yeah. She's like, so start a fight with me at some point. Like just yell at me to John Krasinski. Very so hipster. He spends like random moments throughout the movie just going, I fucking hate you, bitch. Just screaming, and he'll do it around people, and she'll she'll jump, and he'll be like, and then he'll put on the stethoscope and be like, "That's got the heart rate going." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that bit. It's 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 an adorable little thing, but there's also a very touching like yeah. story throughout it, uh, and it ends on one of these notes that's like it's very finite, like it's it's very very well done, where it's like. You don't have to – there's no ambiguity to it or anything like that. There's no reason for this story to go on anymore because like, they succeed in what they're doing and there's emotional closure for all the characters. And it still leaves you feeling good but still thoughtful at the same time. So yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Streaming on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm due for a rewatch of that. Yeah. So that that there's a throwback review right there. I can't believe I missed this movie for like twelve years. I well, it, it is one of those movies. This sat on the shelf at Blockbuster like several times, and I was like, "This looks like hipster bullshit." I'm not watching this. Well, and that's uh, who I was back in the day. in a very soft way. Yeah, it kind of is. It's not, but, but it's it's, yeah. it's it's certainly worth the watch. And it was one of those. It came out at that time that like Garden State came out. Yeah, and like all it's, movies it's, felt it's, like this, and they all felt yeah, the same. And I got tired. A certain kind of aesthetic feel and look to it. You know, I guess maybe the trailers were being cut a certain way. Time away from the genre, though, and you can go back and be like, oh, this was enjoyable as fuck. Even Garden State. I I, I think I revisited it. I I still like Garden State. I don't think I brought it up on the show, but I I revisited it, I think, in the summer of 2020. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's such a nostalgic movie for me because when I came out, I mean, I was like pretty much... Well, a little younger than the characters right. in that movie, but that was one of those mainstream the indie music, movies. I had the CD, the soundtrack. I had the oh, the oh, shins my, are oh, all over dude. that soundtrack. It's it, it's sick, and it's I, so I, hipster. I that, really, yeah. really love that movie. Yeah, it's a soft spot for me. It's it's definitely in my top something. <laughs> it's in my top something. <laughs> I I did love it though. We'll, um, we'll have to do a, t- a top five indie movies that are so popular everyone has seen them. Like <laughs> like Garden State would be in five hundred days of summer. Five hundred right? days you know, of that's summer. A, that's yeah. a gr- another one. Yeah. You know, um, right, you know oddly, they're always like romantic esque type films. Memento, but that's you know that's another one that's, that's um, so popular everyone's seen it. But anyway, Jay, what, what did sure. you get down to watching this week? Start off with one of yours. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get, uh, uh, let's get back into uh, our friend. I know Dave, you know, mentioned it and talked about it before a couple months ago when this came out. And I've been meaning to try and catch up with it, but just didn't ever did. I don't know why. And I asked Dave, I was like, look, I think I'm ready to watch. Is it worth the rental? Our friend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to tell you, yes, it's worth the rental. Well, I liked the trailer and I had an idea, but I knew like at the time, I I think, you know, I had to, for some reason. Here, Here's my difficulty with telling you to rent it. I wasn't sure. I'm a schmaltzy guy. I like schmaltz. You've seen me cry at dog movies. It doesn't matter how shitty that dog movie is. I'm going to watch a shitty dog movie, and I'm going to cry because sometimes I just want to watch Shadow come home and limp home, yeah. and I want to blubber like a baby. Sometimes yeah. I have those mornings, mostly when I'm hungover. And I watched Our Friend on one of those mornings where it's like I'm a little hungover. Oh, you're going to cry. I'm going to watch Our Friend, and I blubbered like a baby. And I was like, at certain points, and I was like, I don't care. I'm Enjoying Jason Siegel. Casey Affleck is a believable husband going through really this. Really believable. And and Dakota Fanning's fine. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> she 
she is. She's better she, than fine, she, but she's, she's not. Uh, she's not great. But she's she's, she's solid. She's yeah. solid. She's solid. And I think you know this movie surprised me with. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was too schmaltzy for you, but I thought that Jason uh, Segel would give you just enough laughs. I needed to cry. I really did. I was long overdue. We all have them. But this was one of the things where, like, I don't think I've cried this often throughout, like, a period of time. It wasn't like a blip. Yeah. It wasn't like a 20-second, like, thing. This was... You're on the verge. You're, you're like... Right. You're teetering. You're crying, you know, for a good chunk of this movie. And towards so this, the, so the, the plot the end of it. The plot of the movie is there's there's three best friends. Two of them are married to one another. Sure. And Jason Siegel plays the, the third wheel, essentially. Yes. He kind of goes for a visit knowing that one of them has cancer. And sees the state of their of their house it's with Dakota two young Johnson. kids. It's no, yeah. it's no spoiler. Yeah. So so he sees the state of their house, mm. and 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 they have two young girls and stuff like that. And he's realizing like I'm good friends with these people. I like I have the ability to help, so I'm going to help. And he sure. winds up staying with them throughout this entire cancer process. And he's not from this town either, no. so he's leaving New Orleans to go to live with them in Alabama, and. You know, what's, it's like Shre- what's, what's it's like Shreveport, Shreveville, Alabama. One of the things I early on was a little worried about was the time hops. So it bounces around quite often with, um, you know, ten years ago before diagnosis, two years ago before diagnosis, right. um, uh, two years past diagnosis. You know, like things like that, and how the 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 how the relationship dynamic built, is yeah. within all these relationships between the three of them mainly, and um, at the time. Now, it's not obviously pitch perfect, but at the time, I saw a lot of me in Jason Siegel's character. Oh, yeah. And I was really... Worked a shitty dead-end job. I was really flabbergasted by that. And it's just like his sensibility I think I texted you while watching. I think I texted like, you while watching this and told you and, something In relationships, I'm like, whoa, whoa. And, and just like, 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 you know, he he's he's... He's not immature. He's just um, a little down and lost, and I and he, I guess he just doesn't really know how to find his path or his his purpose in life. At That's the, what you at need to time. do. You need to journey out to the desert, yeah. meet meet a Belgian woman uh, who that's, who I'll will who you. will solve all your life's problems yeah. and put you back on track. Because <laughs> that's what Jason Siegel does it, in this movie. This movie really goes on some twists and turns that you would not expect. It's at not all. just about the cancer. It's not just about the cancer. It's not just about. You know the three of them together. Even it's it's their separate storylines that are warranted and actually fleshed out in an effective way. Um, however, surprisingly, I think the relationship between Jason Siegel and Casey Affleck you felt I like it was forced at more. the end. I needed a little bit more. I needed to see a little bit more of a, a, a of of them two as a relationship as a friendship. Well, um, I, I think, know it didn't start off that way. I th- However, I, like, I think the point of the backstories is that they, while they were really close, they were really good friends. He was more of Dakota Johnson's friend. Correct. And they bonded through the cancer experience. Sure. sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Yeah. They that got closer sense. because of sure. the cancer experience. And you can kind of see how that very well may be because, you know, there's another friend of Dakota, uh, a boyfriend of a friend of Dakota Johnson who's right. a fucking asshole He's dick. A dick. Yeah. And Casey is just like, look, I love when he flips I, out I, on I, this too. Oh, it was so so good. It's good, so good. He's like, oh, dude, you know, I don't like you, man. But like, I promise you, you know, when you guys it? ever break up, give me a call. I'll drive over. I'm gonna punch you in your fucking face. <laughs> I fucking love. And I was like, it. I and he just that. walks away, and, and and I'm like, 
Damn, that you was a great. You know how comment. many like you know how many like boyfriends or comment. husbands of like my wife's friends that I, I've met that I'm like I don't like you. I won't tell them that, but like that's yeah, exactly I what know, I, I wanted I could, to. I, I couldn't either, but I've wanted to say to them is just like let me know because I would love to just fucking wreck and, your and, fucking and face. And I wonder if I, wa- <laughs> I wonder if over a certain period of time you can build up that kind of courage, especially when it comes to like that kind of level of an asshole. I like think that guy in he was in a Casey Affleck was in a different situation. He didn't care what bridges he burned at well, the point that your wife is on I her know, deathbed. I know you don't care. And that guy was a a, a douche, a, a plus douche. But you but you enjoyed the movie, which oh, I, I'm I, happy I, that you this, did. And so, and you cried a lot, right? I did, I did, I did. and it was so good. It was one of those movies, and that's why I asked you beforehand because I was prepared mentally for this kind of movie because I had a feeling it could go there. It's like, look, dude, I, I was like, I, I'm due for a good cry tonight, Dave. Is this okay? I haven't seen anybody <laughs> in a long time. I, um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not dating right now. I'm feeling a little lonely. Work stressing me out. I just need to fucking cry. What? Are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry, baby. Cry for me. Come on. Cry. <laughs> it's, I did. It's true. <laughs> I just need to feel something, anything, even well, if it's I, pain. I, I, like, I, I, I'm slowly going back into, like, you know, the Long Way series. You know, like, I'm not, like, binging it anymore. I'm. It's like my crux where, like, if in a pinch, I need to feel warm and, you know, like, I need, I need a friend on my side. Yeah. I throw that fucking show on, and that's what kind of gets me through the night. And... You know, because there's not that much content out right now. There's not many new movies. Oh, what, I'm really what's, trying. What, to what's the Loki stuff. line? A warm light for all mankind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jay needs. <laughs> a warm I, light for all mankind. I, I'm like, I'm like humming right before. Like, I'm like, I just got my second shot. You know, I'm COVID free. It's I'm happy. Summer's right around the corner. Like, let's get it going. And nothing's. Nothing's going. Nothing's really going yet. Because <laughs> you're an I'm adult getting, now and you're I'm busy. Anxious. You're an adult now and you're busy. All you have time to do is pop it's on a movie from time to time work. to feel something. Well, that, that's the I know, and that's another thing. Like I'm, I'm now working in the evening time, yeah, po- post dinner, and I'm like, okay, you either have eight, nine max, and if you're working till nine, that means you're only able to watch like a two hour, a two thing hour thing, or yeah. something. You're like in that. bed by like eleven. You're you're a lot. You gotta you know choose wisely. So choose wisely. Uh, what, what what's your uh, you you highly recommend our friend? I, I will yeah I th- we spent like that, twenty minutes talking about our friend and I've already reviewed know, the movie I know but like I watched it it's better to talk about it yeah with two people but anyway I, I at the time I gave it an A I think in hindsight I'm gonna give it an A minus okay yeah I think that's where I was on um, it too but like at the time I was just like you know so caught up and cathartic and like oh my god what a Some, great release sometimes you just want to <laughs> fucking cry man I get it um and then yeah the ending I thought was like. Eh, I fucking I, get I, it. I, 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 there were some character choices on the ending there with Siegel that I was like, I didn't like that choice. I'm not sure if I mentioned this up front. But um, so the next movie I watched was Stowaway. Michael, I'm Zoe. I'm a doctor. I want you to focus on slowing down your breathing. Into your nose, out through your mouth. Hi, Michael. I'm Marina Bunnett, the commander of the ship. Do you remember what happened on the pad? I'm a launch support engineer, ma'am. How long was I out? We took off about 12 hours ago. 12 hours? I need to get back to my no. sister, please. My sister, she's alone, please. Right. I gotta get back. We're not going back. What do you mean we're not going back? This is a two-year mission. Two years is a long time to be away. There's no easy way to say this. Life support is damaged permanently. We only have enough oxygen board for three people. Everyone on board will suffocate before we ever make it to Mars. 
I I'm, I was surprised that I didn't hear more about this. So Stowaway so Stowaway is directed by Joe Pena, and he previously directed a Mads Mikkelsen movie called Arctic. Now I really enjoyed Arctic. So before getting into this, I rewatched oh. Arctic because like I really enjoyed that. It's Mads Mikkelsen. He was part of a plane crash. Uh, he's all alone in the Arctic, and there's a helicopter oh. that comes to rescue him, crashes, and him and a survivor of that helicopter crash must make their way to some sort of like rendezvous point where they have a better chance of right. of seeking uh, of, of finding rescue uh, all the while he's being stalked by a very hungry polar bear i vaguely recall this and it's good that movie oh, is, is good mads mcgosin's good in it not again like one of those movies not a lot of talking just a whole lot of like going on a lot yeah. of acting with the face uh and that movie's really good. Me and my dad watched it together back when me and Lauren were living with them uh, while we waited for this house to be ready for us to move into. So I rewatched that before getting into Stowaway because I was like, I, I kind of want to get my headspace into like this director and I had the time, so I did it. And then I watched Stowaway. And Stowaway stars Daniel Day Kim, Anna Kendrick, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette, who... Jay likes, you know, I know, I know you like Tony Collette. And those are like the only four people in it. And what it is, is it's three astronauts who are on a mission to Mars uh, for a private space company called Horizon or something or Hyperion or whatever it is. Pretty much SpaceX. They're on a private mission to Mars and they uh, each have uh, Anna Kendrick is a Yale graduate. Daniel Day Kim's a Harvard graduate. They have experiments they're going to perform on the surface of Mars to to kind of go towards longevity and long term stasis life staying on mars as uh, as uh essentially earth's humanity's escape pod for when eventually the earth is no longer livable tony collette plays their commander she's more militaristic she's the one that actually is an astronaut not just a scientist who was trained to be an astronaut just for this one single mission she's flown many space missions and has been you know up yeah. to the space station several times etc etc uh and then during their 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 pre-flight checks for their mission to mars after they've taken off their in space they're on like this this ready ship that's been sitting there waiting for them to get to it that's when they come across Shamir Anderson, uh, who has been stowed away on there. Now they're on their way to Mars. They have an 11-month journey to Mars. The whole mission is going to take a total of two years, but now they only have enough air to last them about half of the journey. So they have to find a way to create more air or to fix the the damaged part that that that. W- will allow them to breathe enough air to get there or one of them's going to have to die. And that's the crux of the movie. And it's fine. It's a very paint by numbers movie. You know, there's no surprises in this movie whatsoever. You you know, the problem once, once it gets addressed comes up and all the characters play their parts. They're like, they, they, they play the character that we were introduced to the whole way through. There's no deep character moments or anything like that. I don't buy Anna Kendrick as as an astronaut at no. all, at all. Um, and and it's all about just finding a way for all of them to survive to get there. And I mean, there's moments where like this is good, that's that's fine. But there's also moments where I'm just like, I'm fucking bored, man. 
I'm fucking bored with it. I, I won't spoil the ending or anything like that, or or really the the whole rest of the story, because but that's that's based on the IMDb description what I've done, so what I've given you so far, and it doesn't get much deeper than that. Just the, the conversation of the uh, of the needs of one outweighing the needs of the of the many, or the needs of the few outweighing the needs of the one. Whatever you want to logic, you want to spock it. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what that's what the crux of this movie is, and they I I, I think they at times try to get like too deep with it. And and they they have conversations about it, but you never really get like any quiet moments with like one character like doing this or 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 or, or kind of showing like this emotion or or having like a change in their character based on this situation they're in. Everybody just plays their fucking part, and then the movie ends, and you just go, okay, all right, what else you got? Netflix, because now that Netflix has that play something button where it'll just fucking randomly go through things that are recommended for you and just fucking put something on. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try that. I think for a Patreon episode, Jay, me and you should do like one or two nights of play something and we'll just see what pops up for us and then discuss it. Uh, but I do not even recommend stowaway for, for you. If you have Netflix and it's free for you to watch, I'm really not recommending it. It's not a waste of time, but it's like, there's better things on Netflix right now. Next week, I'll have a review for the Mitchells versus the Machines, uh, which is the same the same creative crew that did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's getting rave reviews. I didn't have Logan this weekend, so I didn't want to watch the Mitchells versus, versus the Machines because I didn't have Logan. So I wanted to wait until I had Logan to watch that. Uh, so instead, I watched Stowaway, and I, it's not not worth your time. Uh, if I'm giving it a grade, it's like a D plus. It's just, it's it's it, there's nothing terribly wrong with it. It just doesn't do anything right, and it didn't engage me. Period. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think I will parallel review this next movie, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, along with that, where this had this is the one I refuse to watch. This it's the exact same thing. It had all the stars. And all the filmmakers behind it on paper, this probably looked like it was going to be a home run, and it just doesn't work. And and it's sh- it's shocking. What we know, Senior Chief Kelly is the third member to be attacked. Three perps are dead. killed was his wife they better hope he doesn't survive why is that he is more dangerous and effective than any man we have in the field it's poorly written it's poorly um this is like shot amazon prime's like kick off the summer too like they've been advertising yeah. this fucking hard and they even changed the title from without remorse to tom clancy's without remorse because i think they thought they needed a little bit extra help right because they knew that then once people saw this there was not going to be any buzz so they needed that tom clancy name to be there forever also so people can click you gotta on remember the road. that they have tom clancy's you know ja- uh, jack ryan jack ryan series yeah. on there yeah so they want to capture that audience yeah uh then you also have all the successful tom clancy video games so you want to capture that sure. audience so put sure. tom clancy's name on there add something to it but jack ryan's never needed tom clancy right because it's never I been know. like tom clancy presents hunt for red october i know, I know. tom no, clancy I... presents clear and present danger it's it's just tom clancy presents that's Patriot games. So formulaic <laughs> and such a predictable step by step, you know, 
process with this guy, John Clark. You know, he's a former former Navy SEAL. He goes on his path of revenge because his wife is killed somehow from okay. an invasion. And he's trying to investigate what happened and why it is. And he goes in and out with the the government and 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 private sectors of, of, of what's been going on with all these conspiracies of, in a larger scope. Was he a part of it before when he was in the SEAL team? And it's it's just so boring, yeah. you know, shockingly boring for an action conspiracy movie that's like kind of te- supposed to be right up my alley. And also of. Michael B. Jordan, who who is a fucking great actor, so you kind of expect, right. and you can tell he's trying. Like he was like he trained to like hold his breath for like you know over two minutes, all this nonsense, and it's like. <sighs> You yeah, know, but I've seen him do some just, crazy training before, you know, for Killmonger it's, and for, it's, it's for Creed. Mis- so. It's misused. It's not I, – I, I can't even – what's frustrating is, like, I can't even really decipher exactly one thing that, you know, why this isn't working right, But you should correctly. never be bored watching an action movie. No. Period. No. Like, like we talked about Mortal Kombat recently where it's like, that story sucks. Like, it's, 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 it's a fucking boring movie, essentially, if you just look at it based on the story. But when you watch those fights, yeah. fuck, it's 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 fucking firing on all yeah. cylinders. So like with an action movie, it should at the very least be that. Get your action down first. Get your excitement down first. Carry your audience with that. And then try to build something off yeah. of that. And I mean, if and they some, fail to do that, there's, then there's, there's no some, reason there's to watch it. There's some moments you know, that are like, oh, that's that was pretty cool or pretty badass or or some little shot or some kind of like choreography that... that uh, was really effective and that kind of choreography or or, or choreography choreography thank you (laughs) choreography it's been a while since i had a little blip well he don't know talking good like me and you so his vocabulistics is limited to i and am and groot exclusively in that order choreo choreography oh no you have them i just thought i had it's been a while since i called you out uh you little shit used to always do that all the time i did but anyway I've, I've, um, I've been more focused on the pacing of the show yeah. and trying to keep these to to under an hour, uh, more in the thirty minute to forty five minute range. But this hey. movie is also a D plus. Yeah, see, that's that's what happens when you just do a, an okay movie anymore. It's like it's if you don't if you don't give me a hook, you don't it's give stick, me something solid, yeah. something so, something for me to stick with. You know, especially when it's a movie that's in a genre that's that's overdone, like at this point, like with both with both Stowaway and and this and this essential spy thriller without remorse. You know, these are genres where you've seen movies do the same thing and you've seen them do it better. So what's 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 my catch here? What's my draw? Right. And and just knowing that there's minimum buzz going into it right it's always always a bad sign yeah exactly right like i've seen gravity i've seen other things that are that are similar to stowaway and i've seen things do it better even ad astra which i didn't have great things to say about was better than stowaway because at least there's a lot of things that i liked in that movie, right because at least it tried to do something different Different. than the rest of its genre and it it, it was where stowaway does does it does nothing to yeah. to, to to advance itself at all and it sounds like without did remorse you ever get does around nothing. to watching that jake gyllenhaal ryan reynolds i did movie yeah that i i talked life, about it on the life. show it's called life. a long time ago yeah. and i said that how great would it be if sony said this is the prequel to venom uh, <sighs> and they never did but yeah it should have been the prequel it's, to venom it's but it's a sleep, it's fine it's a sleeper decent flick it's fine and i'm surprised yeah. 
you know, with that kind of. If level I'm giving stars, Stowaway a D plus, I'm giving that a a C plus. You know, I was I, mean? I was kind of thinking that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I, at the time I gave it a B minus because at least at least they gave me a hook in their story to keep it interesting. You know, they gave me something to yeah. to look forward to. People yeah. dying. I love people. It was tight. It was I a, love when people die in movies. Yeah. You know, was, especially when you make the, in space. Especially yeah, especially when you make that. That's <laughs> cool. Well, that's what I like. All right, Jay. Uh, yeah. So that's two movies that we're telling you to stay away from without remorse and Stowaway. But let me tell you what else is on Amazon Prime that you should be checking out because i got jay to watch the first episode we talked about the first episode here i've stayed quiet for all the rest of the episodes it's not something i want to do a big breakdown on because there's a whole comic book series out there for invincible which you can check out uh if you want to be spoiled on the story but uh i don't recommend that you do that with the series going on if you haven't checked out the comic book don't don't go pick it up now and then go watch the series because the series is doing a great job of kind of like condensing that comic book story and oftentimes i tell people to go read the comics but in this case i think the tv show is is doing this world a little bit more justice because i think the comic book existed in a way that it was pointing its finger at comic books and kind of making fun of comic book tropes in a way while also telling its own story you know sort of like the flipped story of superman etc and 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 it was having a lot of fun doing that now i think they're doing that with the tv show but they're doing it and and it feels fresh so mark we need to talk you lied to me I liked the series a lot. I did think there were a few episodes that that weren't as great, but by the time we got to the finale, I was enjoying the fucking hell out of myself. Oh, good. Okay. They they, they get you to a point where. What well, I know? I I don't know if I just said it on air last time, but like I gave I kind of gave up on it, but I I decided to kind of revisit it. Yeah. Since, so especially since they said they picked it up for a couple more seasons. They 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 hit you with that with that first episode. They they drop this. Yeah. In in the in the epilogue, they drop this bombshell on you, where you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, you yeah. you Big get a one. payoff. You get a payoff to that in the finale, which I wasn't expecting. I expect I, them to drag that I into season that. two. Oh, really? Okay. But 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 they gave us a payoff, and then they give us something to look forward to going into season two as well. Look, I, I won't say too much about it, other than it's 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 fun. Right, like it's fun. It has its funny moments. It's got good action, and fuck, is it bloody? And one of the things the show does that I fucking love is Invincible shows up on screen, and the first time we see it, it's just Invincible. And the second time we see it, it's Invincible, and a little bit of blood splatters across the the logo, and then a little bit more for episode three, a little bit more for episode four, a little bit more for episode five. By the time we get to episode eight, it's it's, it's a fucking bloodbath all over yeah. the Invincible logo. So like the, it's advancing its story, but it's also becoming more and more hyper violent. Yeah, um, and it's it's one of the things that the comic book did well, and the show is picking up on that and doing it really well. And I think <laughs> it's a lot of fun, even if you're not an animation fan. I think if you if you like the superhero genre, then you should check it out if you like the boys you should probably check it out it's a nice companion to that on on amazon prime and we're going to be getting jupiter's legacy coming to netflix pretty soon which is something else that's sort of like in a similar vein as those two shows and i it, it kind of like it, it makes me look forward to that as well because it's like now i'm never gonna have to not wait for something that is kind of like ballsy superhero storytelling unlike 
Unlike the what's what's the Melissa McCarthy movie we just talked about? Thunder Force. Unlike Thunder Force. Oh jeez. Like this stuff. This stuff gets gets it right. So uh, I highly recommend it. If you, after our first time talking about Invincible, if you if it, now that the f- whole first season's done, you can binge it, and I highly recommend that people do because I really really enjoyed it. And Jay's even gotten back on the train, and he hates animation. So. Yeah, that's saying something. So, all right, Jay, uh, we're down to like your your kind of like last review Indie here. Corner. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, Might if you be, wanna... uh... all right, listen up. Look, look, look. If you want to go pour yourself a bourbon neat, you want to curl your mustache just I right, do. snap your suspenders in it, it, with your feeling of I'm oh so superior because I watched this indie darling of a film and let me tell you I'm how great it is. My nipples too. Yeah. And then head on back and let's get ourselves into Jay's Indie Corner. All right, so this indie corner is a little different because <laughs> I I've seen the movie. Jay like begged me to watch it before we recorded, I did. so I watched it, and now I have to come up with a fake synopsis for a movie that I already know what it's about. So um, there's there, there's I'm going to come up with a fake synopsis real quick, and then we'll get into it. Um, but so it's called Black Bear, everybody. The movie's called Black Bear, um, and it stars Aubrey Plaza. But I'm going to just just go with the name Black Bear because that's all I should know about it. And there's this moment in Super Troopers where they they pretend to like fuck a bear to get the local police's attention <laughs> and that's what this movie's about though it's not about them and super troopers but it's about a guy who hikes in the woods alone and he's seeking to mount a sow as as female bears are oh. called yeah uh so <laughs> that's that's what he's looking to do uh much much like torment giant's bane was was nestled at the teat in, in in game of thrones was nestled at the teat of a great bear or teat. a great giant Ooh. um this is a man who who seeks to who seeks to mount a black bear uh and you're, you're gonna get into to the craziness of his life what's caused him to become this nomadic outlander who lives in the forest all alone and stuff like that and 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 also his schizophrenia which uh you get into the fact of why he believes that sleeping with a bear and uh, penetrating a bear <laughs> give me that sentence just came out of my mouth penetrating a bear um is yeah is going to be is going to be the the penultimate thing that he's ever done in his entire life uh and i think it would also be a type of indie movie that sheds a light on the mental health problem that we got going on in this country and the stigmatization of people who who suffer from things like bipolar disorder and schizophrenia oh yeah yeah it's gonna have some it's gonna have some it's gonna have deep waters right yeah and a strong current levity but it's still gonna have a dude fucking a black bear That is a Jay's indie movie. That that he would is. he would come back, much like Swiss Army Man. You would come back raving about that movie. You'd be <laughs> like, "Dude, this I don't know if it's brilliant or not, but I like it." But, yeah, <laughs> but like, it, it spoke to me a little bit. <laughs> this is must-watch cinema for Jay's indie corner fans. <laughs> All right, so that's my fake synopsis for Black Bear. But Jay, what is Black Bear actually about? If, and I, and I, if you can decipher it, well, from from what we watch. You're Allison? Yeah. You're Gabe? Hi. 
I'm Allison. Oh, I know. I'm Blair. You're really pretty. You are too. You used to be an actress and now you're a director. Why'd you give it up? I didn't. So do you guys have a plan for this place? I don't really know what we're doing. We were living in Brooklyn and it was getting so expensive and we weren't really working, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I figured if um, I never learned how to cook, then I would never become a housewife. You're really hard to read. Yeah, you know what? I get that all the time. Do you find it weird acting in your own films? I actually find it kind of humiliating. Roll sound. Mark. Okay, whenever you're ready. Action. You don't think she knows what I'm up to? She's oversimplifying a lot. It's just so rare to pick a real artist's brain. How can you make something if you don't have anything to say? I have something to say. I just think the movie is the only way to say it. It's like she can't stand the fact that I have a single thought about this world. No, it's that I can't stand the thoughts about the world that you have. This has been so fun. It's just big. You, you, this is going to be really hard, everybody, because we can't really talk too, too much about it because it's a huge spoiler. I don't think they teased the second half of this movie um, and I, I think, you know, essentially this filmmaker played by Aubrey Plaza goes to this retreat, you know, right. played, you know, that this young couple has, they moved away from Brooklyn, got too expensive. They're artists themselves, struggling artists, but you know, they're in a relationship turmoil moment. With They've essentially created an pregnant. Airbnb that yeah. is, that, that is set up for creative types to come and get away from the noise of the big yeah. city and create their masterpieces. They're trying to. In and, theory, that's what they're uh, And pay them ideas. a nominal fee for it. Sure. However, this movie is filled with uncomfortable conversations with with man and woman. Yeah. And in it's like the married couple in both the stories, part one and part two, all their interactions are extremely uncomfortable. Like this movie is an uncomfortable movie yeah, to so watch. It is a part one, part two flim, film, and they did not tease the second part at all. So I think that's a massive spoiler. However, I do want to say it shifts into a radical realm where that's where things got interesting for me. And I think that it also hence becomes a must watch film for indie film for, lovers. All right, for indie film lovers. Yes. Yes. For, for Dave. No, perhaps not. <laughs> but I, but I, same, right. But at the same time, I, I, I wanted you to watch it. I, 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 th I thought it was one of those things where I, I needed to talk about it with somebody. But obviously, I can't really do it here because no, we can, we can. It's we Jason. Could throw Nicole. a spoiler warning. I don't no, know. there's I don't no spoilers. There's really. not a spoiler warning. Look, but what this movie comes down to this is gets down to performances, right? It Bold is old story filming, uh, filmmaking, and a minor, minor spoiler. It does touch on Abuse. how creatives can go into abusive paths for the sake of art. These two stories are both emotionally abusive men towards a woman both of them there's not for a lot the of sake of not a lot of physical achieving abuse. artistic achievement yeah. achievement or whatever you want to talk yeah. yeah um and that to me was was what led to the uncomfortableness of it but also like you know and and don't get me wrong. You you cannot tell a story about women empowerment, and this is not a women empowerment movie. But you can't tell a story of women empowerment without making men um, look like slime balls. Mm. 
and and this movie successfully makes makes men look like slime balls because many of us are. Yeah, I I, I thought it- and and there's no story worth telling where the guy is great unless it's the Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Very true. Right. Very like, there's, true. There, there's, and so, so like it, it does that extremely well. Aubrey Plaza does a great job of playing the bystander and playing the victim. All, all the while, all three actors I thought did a fantastic right. while job. She's, while really she's did. playing, while she's playing the victim, she's extremely convincing as the victim. And but while she's playing Christopher the, Abbott and Sarah, Gadden, but while she's everybody. playing the bystander, like it, it also gets into the fact that like abuse doesn't happen in a vacuum. There's signs that it's going on. There's and and you can either contribute to it, like Aubrey Plaza's character does, or you could do something about it. And, and and like I'm at least that's what I'm picking up when I'm watching this movie. I'm picking up on a lot of the abuses that women receive in the in, in the entertainment industry, but also the negative abuses that women can put on each other, right? Because sure. because the wife character is questioning Aubrey Plaza why her husband isn't there, right? Like what are her true intentions there? Like uh, you 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 don't call yourself a feminist yet you tell fem- traditional women- stereotypes of of, 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 of lifestyle family. Right, societal norms of sexual of sexual societal all, roles, right? And 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 she's questioning her about that. So it's also the pressure that women put on he on each other, this type of emotional abuse they put on each other to to either be this thing or that for for women. You you can either you like the it, it boils it down to if you are if you are a professional if you're a career woman then you are a feminist or if you are a stay-at-home mom then you are not and it's trying to like paint people on either side of this fence where Aubrey Plaza's character is very happy sitting on this fence in the center of it just saying like I don't have my foot in either of the camps I'm just sitting on the fence I'd really I just want to live my fucking life yeah yeah I this 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 was highly original and intriguing and i think it for the very least the performances and the originality of it alone um i thought it delivered and i think you know you might not like the journey perhaps sometimes. and spoiler alert it's called black bear but there's only a black bear in the movie twice <laughs> <laughs> although yeah. both times it plays a pretty pivotal role in yeah. the story so. yeah so i i i gave this a b plus I, I i i really respected a lot of the filmmaking behind this and i and i thought it was a nice refreshing indie film it's a c for I me seen in a while it's a c for me because i don't understand the story switch in the middle i think that was just a way to to tell a multi-faceted story but a pretty lazy way of telling a multifaceted story um i'm still chewing on that yeah i I don't i I don't like the split in the middle i i I don't think it was like earned or anything like that i understand that it's supposed to be the first one is kind of like the creative process creating the story and then the second one is is the actual creation of the story and how it gets made the behind the scenes of how it gets made um and it's it it's a little too artsy fartsy for me. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it is. It's it's, it's, it's a, a reach. Fa- it's a reach. Lauren watched it with me. We had some interesting discussions on gender roles and stuff like that in society. Yeah. So it does spark the conversation, but yeah. at the same time, its delivery is it's not great. So that's why I'm at a C for it. It's okay. like it's fine. It's fine. Would I watch it again? Fuck no. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck no, I, fuck I, hear, I understand that. I understand that. Um, I I actually might revisit this when it comes free somewhere on some type of platform at, at, at some point. I don't know when, but. I do think I will revisit this at some point. All right, man. 
Final thing I got down to watching this week was the premiere of The Bad Batch, which premiered on Disney Plus on May the 4th, as all things should. They call themselves The Bad Batch. Quite an impressive display. <laughs> now, to prepare for the Bad Batch, Jay, you might think that I watched tons of star wars movies and i did but not the usual star wars movies just recently disney plus added vintage star wars on there so what did i watch i watched the ewoks caravan of courage and ewoks the battle for endor which were two made for tv movies that take place on endor uh and have a main character of sindel and wicket from return of the jedi played by warwick davis i watched those and those are fucking awful (laughs) <laughs> and they are movie homeworks for you at some point oh they better not be if i've already got you to here here's, if they're awful they're not they don't they don't qualify as a candidate for movie homework but it's fun to watch you no squirm. no 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 look, no look, no here's movie the thing. homework is specifically for films that we love that you, we think that you should yes watch. yes as nothing for the main do. show but no. for patreon <laughs> You got to never watch. signed it on the. You, I never signed on the dotted line for that gotta, one. <laughs> here's if you survived the holiday special and didn't gouge out your eyes and rip off your ears, it was you close will, enough. You will hundred percent survive these. These are better than that, at least. So, but I, they're I, animated, aren't they? No, these are live action. These are live action, made for TV movies. Live action. Ugh. I watched the. I watched both of those. They're they're ninety minutes each. You're killing me, small. <laughs> my wife just bought me a shirt that says "You're killing me, smalls," and my son's onesie says "Smalls" on it. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and then I watched uh, the loyal Wookiee or whatever it is. That's the cartoon that was from the holiday special, the only decent part of the holiday special. And I watched Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. And then I went back to Clone Wars season seven and I watched a four episode in which the Bad Batch Clone Force 99 make their first appearance on the series so uh that was just more for me like getting uh, acquainted with the characters again getting reacquainted with the characters however it's not it's not it's not it's not necessary for you to enjoy the series however i'm gonna be honest with you this is a clone wars sequel series for the bad batch if you haven't watched the clone wars you don't have to watch all of it because it was it just had such a similar vein oh it is it's 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 the same animation process it's a sequel series to the clone wars where the clone wars ended with ahsoka and order 66 this picks up with clone force 99 going through their order 66 experience um and then kind of like the uh, ushering in the i'm sorry ushering out the republic and ushering in the first galactic empire so empire uh, Empire. in order to ensure the security what is it the republic will be reorganized into the first nothing galactic empire Galactic Empire. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna see some echoes of the old films. The the voiceovers back, like you know, where where it's just like mutalist, and like that, like the the guy just comes in. And he's just like two Jedi knights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. Does this yeah. voiceover? Yeah. That's back. So it very much is that. It's like the Clone Wars in in those ways. The animation style is exactly the same. However, it's improved obviously from season one, which premiered years ago, uh, all the way up to to season now. I guess this is technically like season eight its sequel series to it so it's kind of like a season eight it looks absolutely fucking fantastic in hdr like in right in in high res it looks so fucking good it's really good um but you you really can't just pick up with this series and start with it it's not a starting off it's not a starting point for star wars so you think that this show is mainly for fans like- it's for the star wars fans okay it's for I I, I think I don't think that's a bad thing. Do you though. think they promoted it for that? that yeah, kind of way? yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, especially especially with introducing the Bad Batch first. That could, that could in be Clone a huge Wars. blowback if they if they just do a gen, generic type of release. Well, it's low marketing ri- wise. It's for low the risk. Public. It's low risk on I your guess, own platform because you have all the ancillary material that that you would need to watch for this available there. Sure, true, and true. I've. I, I've spoken to, to, to plenty of people who have not watched the Star Wars animated stuff who are now watching it because they're kind of in a Star Wars barren zone where okay. they're like and, and, and the buzz ha- has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger with the Mandalorian and adding characters like Ahsoka Tano and stuff like that so it, sure the no, buzz I mean, the buzz around the animated series has it, gotten bigger it, it, so yeah it's all gonna grow they have a whole new audience who previously the Clone Wars they didn't watch until it was on Disney Plus, and as a result of enjoying, well, yeah, because you you couldn't watch it unless you had DVDs. You know, uh, no, like, it was on Netflix. Back then. It was all on Netflix. Yep, even before then. Yeah. So, and I had the DVDs, and I watched it, and I taped it. So, when it was on, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but. There, but what I'm saying is the the fandom for the Clone Wars and and the Star Wars animated stuff has only grown. It hasn't really diminished. So. It's low risk to put it out on their own platform. If okay, this if fair. this was going to a network and was gonna was gonna be on every Friday or sure, Saturday sure, night, sure. Yeah. it's a fucking death sentence. But so you you one hundred percent to watch the Bad Batch. You should have some knowledge of the Clone Wars and Clone Force ninety nine. So this is this is a continuation of that. Uh, so. It kind of picks up with them. Like I said, during Order 66, we see a familiar Jedi who I will not name drop. I'll save that for the spoilers. And it, it kind of leads them back to Kamino. This is the first time they've gone back to Kamino in some time. And what they're finding out is all of the regs, as they call them, the regular clones, because Clone Force 99, are, all have genetic mutations that were purposely mm. done to them to make them more successful of a clone force. So, you know, Wreckers, super strong, um, and Hunter has has enhanced senses and and enhanced agility and skills Mm -hmm. uh and then there's there's also crosshair who who is a perfect sniper you know he has better than 2020 vision etc all of them have a different a different mutation that gives them that and when they come back all the regular soldiers are acting very funny and they can't really figure out why until they get the announcement of the first galactic empire and they're introduced to the female clone of Django fett clone omega who based on her name omega must be the last of the the clones that 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 we will get uh she's she also is going to join clone force 99 as they begin their journey separating from the empire and striking it out on their own 
I don't want to spoil the story up front because I'll, I'll do that in the spoiler section coming up very soon. But if you listen to uh, our Trailer Park breakdown for The Bad Batch, which we did some episodes ago, probably about two months ago or so, it's everything that I thought it would be based on that trailer. It is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it is what's going on. The, did it tee up a lot of good teases yes, for the season to come? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it did some great character building for them as well. Um, and it put you in this headspace where, like, one of the things I like about this is if you watch the Clone Wars or you watch Rebels, there's this period of time where, like, the show feels like it's a little bit too kitty for you and you're almost, like, embarrassed to be watching it. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, season three of the Clone Wars happens and, like, everybody's aged up all of a sudden and things are a little bit more bolder, a little bit more violent, um, a little bit deeper into stories and they're 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 they're, they're getting okay. into Star Wars yeah. lore a little deeper and stuff. Yeah. And you realize that the show is aging with its audience. Right. Okay. So like as the audience jumped from 11 year olds or 10 year olds when it started, now they're 12, 13, 14 years old and they're growing with the show. So the show can take that step. One of the positives about the Bad Batch is it doesn't have to do that. It doesn't have to ease you into it. It's not trying to find a new audience. It's picking up on the tone that Clone Wars season seven ended with, with Order 66 happening and the ramifications of that on characters like clones and Jedis. Mm -hmm. And then it's just picking up on that and it's following a new set of characters and taking itself forward from there. So you're not, you're not getting that. You're not getting that, that parallel. Yeah. You're not getting that kitty feel. You're not getting that like, like I'm too old for this shit type feel. It feels, I I feel right at home watching it. And I think like for, for adult audiences who, who, who slog through some of the bad episodes of clone wars and, and, and really took away the story that they wanted to take away from it, moving into this, it's going to be seamless. So, uh, that's a big positive for it. If you're one of those massive star Wars fans, and for some reason you haven't gotten into the animated stuff, don't start here, you know, go, go, go to clone wars, uh, watch rebels, then go to here. Uh, however, I think most people listening to this who are interested in star Wars have probably already started that journey i know my brother has watched it and he's not a cartoon guy my cousin fran me and him were just talking about the bad batch today okay uh, and he's all caught up on the animated stuff but he didn't start until he got disney plus so it's it's there for you and you can start it at any time and bad batch is is a, a worthy successor to that stuff that has come before so uh i'm highly enjoying it i can't wait till friday because we got an episode on on may the 4th on tuesday and we're getting another episode on friday so so this, it's going to be fridays yes so this okay. episode is actually coming out probably on saturday or or even even later than that so the second episode's already out but uh you know I'm enjoying it. I'm, it's not going to be like anything that me and Jay do, uh, you know, two episodes and then we talk about it on the show. Uh, I'll probably talk about it, touch up on it at, when it ends again uh, and and kind of talk about how it fits into Star Wars as a whole. But with that being said, Jay, I'm going to get into the spoilers for it. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler All right, so real quick, spoilers for it. How it's it, it's tying into into the rest of the Clone Wars and to the rest of Star Wars in the fact that it starts off with Order sixty six, and like I said, we actually get scenes of Revenge of the Sith 
redone and then animated into this animated form. And then we also get Palpatine's speech where he talks about how he was attacked by the Jedi and it's left him scarred. And he talks about developing the the first galactic empire. And he does this great speech and stuff. It's it's them watching him give that speech but from their barracks from 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 where they are okay. surrounded by all the rest of the clones and what you quickly find out is the rest of the clones are acting this way and cheering for a great galactic empire because they have inhibitor chips however the bad batch because of of the bastardization of their dna because of the mutations they were given the inhibitor chips do not work as well in them it is not quite giving them the same gung-ho, yeah, we're the Empire, fuck the Jedi, let's fucking kill them. It's not giving them that. All except one, Hunter. Hunter, apparently, his inhibitor chip is working just enough for him to kind of go against the grain with the rest of his brothers. And he even has a line where he says, good soldiers follow orders, mm. which is something that another clone had said in the Clone Wars when his inhibitor chip malfunctioned and he accidentally set off Order 66 in his own head early and killed a Jedi. He said, good clones follow orders. And good soldiers follow orders. Sure. And he kills he kills that Jedi, and that happened way back in like I think it was season five or six of the Clone Wars. So years ago, they they bring up that same line here where Hunter is saying, "Good soldiers follow orders." So eventually, what they find out is that the due to the inhibitor chips that that the clones are essentially being brainwashed, and then Grand Moff Wilharf Tarkin Tarkin shows up, uh, and he is there to assess the clones to find out whether. It is worth the Empire's time and money to continue making clones for the Imperial Army or if they should work on on recruits from across the galaxy. Because recruits, you can open up a draft and you can force them in. But clones, you have to keep paying the Kaminoans money to keep creating these clones. And why does the Empire need to save money, Jay? Death Stars. That thing wasn't even fully paid off yet. Do you have... Do you have any idea what this is going to do to my credit? What? Oh, oh, just rebuild it? Oh, that a real, real f***ing original. And who's going to give me a loan, jackhole? You? You got an ATM on that torso light bright? Because Death Stars don't grow on fucking trees. No, they don't. <laughs> so, so he's looking to cut costs. So he's testing all the clones. He tests Clone Force 99. He's actually really impressed with what they're able to do. And he sets them off on a mission to kind of bait them because he wants to see how loyal they are to the Empire. When they find out that they're going to be slaughtering civilians, Hunter Hunter refuses and Crosshair is there to call him out on it. So when they return, they take Crosshair, they mess with his inhibitor chip, they make it stronger, and they turn Crosshair against the rest of his brothers and they all must escape and they gather Omega up and they run out the fucking fucking gate, but not before they have one final showdown with their brother, the Sniper crosshair and then we learn that omega has some who who, is that little girl has some skills of her own but she mentions that she only picked up the blaster for the first time in that fight and she was able to use it pretty expertly and she's able to kind of she says that she knew that crosshair was going to turn on them when they're in prison she mentions the crosshair she says i know what you're going to do please don't do it yeah and he does it anyway even though it's not, it's against his will. So she's also able to kind of tell what Crosshair is going to do before he does it. And she's also able to shoot before Crosshair can shoot and does it in a pretty expert fashion. 
So the, the the Clone Force 99 escapes, and on their way out, they mention that they have a friend on, on a distant planet who they're going to go see. I think that friend is Captain Rex, who has previously been in the Clone Wars and helped Ahsoka Tano survive Order 66. And he also has information about how to remove an inhibitor chip, some information they're going to need if they're going to save their brother Crosshair from their clutches of the Empire. And then we get the two Kaminoans, Lama Su and, and, and the, uh, who's the prime minister and the, the, the medical director, the one in, in charge of all the cloning. They mm-hmm. mention that there is, uh, they can never find out about clone Omega or what their secret is. And they kind of leave it at that. Uh, I think the secret to clone Omega is that she's force sensitive, uh, which is what we kind of talked about in the trailer breakdown of it. Um, as far as Easter eggs go, look, there's there's tons of Easter eggs. It's picking up on a Clone Wars. So I could sit here and I could say, like, this character from this series appeared in this episode of the Clone Wars. That's that's all boring stuff. But that it's pretty interesting where they're going, given that the Mandalorian has so much about Kaminoan cloning technology going on in it. They're trying to clone Force sensitives, or at least trying to clone Metachlorians and add them to clones so that they can create a Palpatine clone who would have Force sensitivity. And to find out here that the Kaminoans actually did it, but hid it from the Empire because they know what the Empire is capable of being, kind of kind of tells a lie, and it gives us a lot going forward because we know that it can successfully be done, right. and and then it, 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 this will also inform a series like The Mandalorian based on what they set up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It sets up a good ripple and stuff like that. Plus, we'll get to catch up with Captain Rex, a character I'm hoping that we get in this, but I'm not sure is Darth Maul. Darth Maul was killed off, obviously, in, in The Phantom Menace. He returned in The Clone Wars. He returned in Rebels. He came back for Clone Wars Season 7. We know of his final demise in Rebels, how it happens, but he's still alive at this point in time, and we got to know how he gets from Rebels Season 7 to where he winds up to in, in Solo, a Star Wars story, because he shows up as the big bad in that, as the head of a criminal organization. So I'd love to see him here at some point. And we also know that that we're also going to get in uh, Ming-Na Wei, character from the Mandalorian as well showing up here Fennec Shand so that's all stuff that we saw in the trailers uh, so looking forward to the rest of the series looking to see how it develops looking to see how its ripples are you know kind of feed into other things that we got going sure, on in Star Wars sure. again it's from Dave Filoni he's one of the showrunners of the Mandalorian and all those new series that we're going to be getting that are taking place in and around the Mandalorian I'm interested so, to see how this develops when you uh, do a little series yeah. recap for Jay, it's gonna be one of those things that, like, if it's if it's a plot hole or or a gap that he misses, he has me to fill him in on it. Uh, sure. For other <laughs> bigger Star Wars fans than Jay, this is a much watch, must watch, but only after you've gotten through the Clone Wars uh, and get into this, and then and then get yourself into Rebels because Rebels has some good All shit. Right, but well said. That's gonna do it for Super Movie Bros this week. If we discussed anything on the show that uh, you would like to weigh in on, you can reach out to us on our social media. You can catch me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I'm also on Instagram. That's where I'm actually more active currently, and that is at SMBDave on there. 
I'm on Twitter, J underscore SMB, Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast. And of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So make sure you head over to ageofradio.org. There you can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. And you can also check out the Super Movie Bros page where you will see all of our episodes available for you to binge Super Movie Bros. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. And don't forget, check out the Patreon as well. Do it. Patreon.com slash Super Movie Bros Podcast. Cheers, y'all.